Hey, what's going on? What's happening, my friends? Today is the 7th of December, 2020. I spent uh, the majority of my time inside the office taking care of people. It was a good day. Listen, wonderful patients. Love them all. That's my thing. That's my my strength. Uh, one of my strengths is I'm a lover. I'm a lover, man. I really want to be there for people. I feel their pain. I listen to their stories. I really care. I really do. I say that um, as though it's unbelievable because... Sometimes it can be difficult to care for some folks because, and I know that it's my job to be a caregiver. I embrace it. I love it. I'm not complaining about it. But some people make it very difficult because their physical pain is complicated by their emotions, their entire life, everything that's going on, Uh, job woes, marital issues, weather, the COVID pandemic, politics, religion, there are so, I mean, human beings are so fucking complex, man. In fact, we might have overdone it with complexity, which is to our disadvantage, I think. listened to a podcast yesterday I want to talk about. I got a few things I want to discuss. This this should be a good one. Um, I I watched this podcast before. It's on YouTube. It's the Naval podcast. I think, uh, I don't think I know. His name is spelled N-A-V-A-L, like naval, like the Navy, naval. But of course, there's an etymology to that, an etymology, a root of the term naval, uh, like your navel, your belly button. I don't know. Central. What does it mean? We're gonna. That's that's our homework. What does naval mean? Well, this guy's Indian, and his name is Naval Ravikant, and he is a a wealthy guy, a successful guy, a tech, um, very talented tech guy. I don't know if I would qualify him as a genius, but pretty fucking bright, you know. So. Um, I listened to his podcast before, but it's really good. It's a full, like a three-hour compilation of all of his tweets and a discussion of his tweets. So he talks about um, business-related things, but also it's more than that. It's not just how to make money, or I think it's actually titled How to Get Rich, but it's really about your character, developing your person, your character, the way you work with people, and... It's very, very interesting. So, a couple things that he talked about. First of all, he pointed out that all you human beings are so freaking unique. None of us are identical. We are like snowflakes in that we are very unique. You know, even twins, there are some disparities in their mental uh, faculties and the way that they operate. They might look the same but they might be completely different in their likes and dislikes and their nature and nurture and 
you know, from the time that they were battling out in the womb, trying, uh, uh, trying to get the resources from their mother, nourishment. We're so unique, and so that's cool in a way because it allows us to do to operate however we'd like. It allows us to to create our own little niche and to be. You, you don't want to be like anybody else, do you? I mean, you might have some people you emulate your favorite uh, actor or uh, sports figure or comedian or historical figure. You, we borrow these traits and characteristics from others, th- seeing things that we like. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun except us. We have... Who the fuck is this? Pass me by for I fucking smack the fucking taste buds off your tongue, penis weenus. See how you like it if I fucking tailgate you. So, um, but I won't, because I'm a nice guy. Once again, fucking Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, the Mr. Nice Guy who's got, uh, I don't know. My shadow would like to tell people what I think about him sometimes. Look at those Christmas lights, so beautiful. Past a friend of mine's house, and really, they really put a a great bit of deal of effort into decorating. So we are unique is the point I'm trying to make. And just very, very interesting. You really think about that. Each of us has our own strengths and weaknesses. He talks about how if you want to kill creativity, if you want to be immune to creativity, you do that with authenticity. So you be yourself. You do it your way. <clears throat> Maybe you find an area of expertise and you, you know, you create a new idea within that area uh, of knowledge. Or you create an, you take an old idea and you adapt it to, you, you build something off of that. He talks about technologies and how Technologies are great. They're, they re- really represent new things. But once that technology is known, then it's pretty much, you know, everybody's going to copy it. Everybody's going to use it. You think about that in terms of our development, our technological development. You know, once you learn how to cultivate crops, you got your seeds and you got your cultivars and you got your strains and you figure it all out. Gregor Mendel let's say, you're growing friggin' pea pods. Once he figured out how to, uh, the genetics of growing things, wow, there's a science to this. Now we can, we can grow these strains and bar characteristics of various fruits and vegetables and whatever, and organisms, and we can, we can make a, we can genetically engineer, essentially, a new cultivar, a new crop, that's sturdy under these conditions. It grows a lot of fruit, and it can be grown in even shitty soil, you know, stuff like that. So, technologies, how technologies, how interesting is that? That once a technology is known, it's fair game. Once you've invented something, people are going to take that, and they're going to they're going to look at your. Uh, 
invention and they're going to tweak it and they're going to make it their own and they're going to use it for their own purposes. So you have to try to find something, you have the daunting task of trying to find something that is new or a new take on an old idea. So he's talking about innovation here. So how neat is that? We are all unique. Uh, we need to create new technologies or adaptations from old technologies and um, we kill creativity we kill fucking uh, competition with being authentic with being creative with doing things our way you know not blindly so not uh, foolishly so but you know, in a guided way, we try to build our own fucking products and services, whatever. I mean, I, of course, we all see the world how we are, not how it is, right? But I think about this in terms of me. You know, I am a certain type of chiropractor. I'm fortunate to be part of a profession that allows me to use my creative flow and, and tendencies in whatever direction I want. As long as I'm working on that patient, make them feel better, manipulating uh, their physical form, their bones, their muscles, tendons, ligaments, nerves, making things work better, working on the subluxation complex, you know, which is a construct that was created by people you know, thousands of years ago. Hippocrates actually manipulated. Um, as long as I do that, follow the, these guidelines, my scope of practice, essentially, I can do it however I want which means I can play the fucking ukulele on your first visit. I can um, make you a Christmas tree with a chainsaw out of cedar and give it to you. I had a young lady come in tonight, and she's like, oh, you got a Christmas tree? She goes, no, what else? Uh, it's just me and my dog, and uh, it's the cutest little thing. I said, well, you know, if I had a tree right here, I'd give it to you. you put it on, a, on your table and celebrate that way. Just try to be nice, man. Just trying to be fucking nice. So this podcast is great. You got to check it out if you care about developing and maximizing your per yourself personally and any business or whatever endeavor you're after in life. Think about that. It doesn't have to be business. Well, just be authentic. Be you. Embrace the things that make you unique. Don't hate on yourself. Work to build yourself better and maximize your potential across time. doesn't matter how old or gray or fucking over the hill, whatever. How many times you've failed, build something. You know, work up, build yourself. Work on yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever. Change. You know, change in a way that you like. And then when you like it, other people probably like it too. So that's interesting. <clears throat> Some other things from the Naval podcast. If I can fucking get to it. Some other ponderances. So, I'm asking myself based upon this. Okay, hey, listen, uh, listen to this. This is my idea uh, for a book or for um, a podcast. I'm a handshake guy in a socially distanced world. Think about that. But what I mean by that is that I'm 
and I'm about my integrity. Like everything I do in life is about being true to who I am or, or where the footsteps that I've made up to that point, the successes that I might have had, you know, my, my Marine Corps integrity, you know, this is the way we operate. JJ did tie buckle, judgment, dust, justice, dependability, integrity, decisiveness, uh, tact, and uh, initiative, enthusiasm, bearing, unselfishness, courage, knowledge, uh, loyalty, another E, and, uh, no, what's the other E? Enthusiasm, um, something like that. Anyway, values. So, I'm a handshake guy. That's what it means means to be a handshake guy. It means I try to look you in the fucking eye, and I tell you what I'm going to do, and that's what I goddamn do. Okay? And I'm in a socially distanced world, so it's hard to express yourself through a mask. It's hard to express yourself uh, through a plexiglass window, through when I can't hug people, when I can't uh, shake their hand and put my hand on top of theirs or, or you know, uh, touch the their elbow simultaneously with a handshake or, you know, it's, it's tough. We're doing it. We're getting it done. People know who we are, but there's, you know, the... There's a lot. This virus is disrupting our communication, our body language. And so I thought that was an interesting topic for a book, actually. Handshake guy in a socially distanced world. How do we communicate effectively despite this virus? How do we persist and proceed in this crazy-ass time? How to draw from authentic areas to creatively innovate and make compound interest so that could be literal compound interest, money or that could be um, dividends that are paid in terms of the way we operate or social dividends social compound interest uh, people's confidence in me, my confidence in myself to, uh, And interestingly um, this is a cool concept um, where the fuck is it? Oh, self-esteem is the reputation that you have with yourself. What a great description. Self-esteem is the reputation you have with yourself. How many people have low self-esteem like they don't believe in themselves? You've been on this earth for however many years and... You still doubt your abilities, yet you've seen yourself succeed on many occasions. Nobody should feel like that. Everybody should feel like you can rebuild it. You can, if the worst happens and you, whatever, you make a mistake. You know, I know somebody. I know a doctor who's in fucking jail, potentially. You know, he fucked up, he lost his way, he did some things potentially, allegedly that uh, were unbecoming and this is after decades of working in a field made a mistake, made repeated mistakes in jail think you're having a bad uh, holiday season, think you're having a bad time right now doctor has kids patients who, for whom They have worked and helped them on many occasions. 
So people have confidence in us. Well, we might not even, I doubt that he has confidence in himself at this point. So self-esteem is the reputation you have with yourself. You know, you can always improve your reputation. You can always manage it. What a great saying. Uh, another pearl that he expounded on talked about how there's this guy, I guess he's a blogger, but he's sounding like a bright bulb himself. He says, um, statistically, if you're in the top percentile of four, three to four things, so if you're, if you're good at three or four different things, when the intersection of those areas occurs, you could be very successful. You know? So it's your job to try to align those things. If you have interests and you're good at things, uh, you're interested, you tend to be good at things that you like, you love, right? So work on those things. Work on a couple, two, three, four areas, things that you really like. And then try to find applications. And it makes sense because everybody's trying to be good at one thing, number one, this or that, and the other thing. Well, you just be good at a few things. And so if you sustain a loss in any um, particular area, you can recover. That makes sense to me. You know, so I try to be good at a few things. Um, have an action bias, they say. So, towards getting what you want. So, do things. If you have information, there's, a, there's an old quote, uh, uh Action or knowledge without action is the illusion of, of making progress. So if you know something, apply it. Find a way to take action and, and, and use that in your life, in your work, what have you. It talks about um, thinking big and to be a rational optimist. You know, so people, pessimists, a lot of pessimists out there, cynics, you know, what happens is that these people are saying, you know, I've given up, and I don't think I can do anything, and I don't think um, this will work. Let's say you're talking about a business idea or a creative notion or whatever. You know, they don't think that they can do it. They don't believe in themselves, in themselves. So they're um, their reputation of themselves is very low. And they're doing of their being successful at anything. And so they don't believe. They don't believe that anybody can do it then. And these people are poison. They'll poison your well. Don't let that shit happen. Finally, the guy says, uh, you can't be ordinary and expect extraordinary outcomes. So if you want extraordinary outcomes, you have to work on improving yourself, improving your, your life, your work, and then you can perhaps expect extraordinary outcomes. But if you want to be like everyone else, it's been done before, you know? Take stock in the things that you're good at, the things that you care about that matter to you, and try to sharpen that blade, man. Try to sharpen the edge. Improve yourself however you possibly can. And maybe you make appreciate some extraordinary outcomes. Listen, I, I'm not 
this this is a podcast that I read. This is good stuff from a very smart individual. But I by no means am I there. But I I can envision myself getting there. I believe in myself. And I start, you know what I do? I get up in the morning, I try to make the right decisions. My first patient of the day today. Fucking guy, he begged me to come in. Oh, I need an early appointment, so I come in at 8:30. Usually, I'm there. At, I'm at, there at 8:30 anyway. But I showed up around 8 o'clock to get the place warm, to get it prepared, to take care of this guy, and he doesn't fucking show. And I said uh, to myself, like, uh, "What's up?" You know. So I text him, and he said, "Oh, sorry, I, I slept in." I'm sorry, I, I overslept. Well, you're a piece of shit, man. I said, well, call the, call the front desk if you want to reschedule. I ain't texting this guy in my own time trying to be there to prepare and serve this person for a measly cash visit so that he can leave me fucking hanging. So now I'm out of that, I'm out of that income and I'm out of that time and I did that, did something for others and he fucked me over. Set an alarm, dickhead. Because if you're going to be late for your appointment to feel better, to get frickin' spoiled by me, you're going to be late for other things that are comparatively less or as important. Just get the basics down. You know, show up. Who said that? Uh, you know, half the, the, the half the deal is showing up. Half the nut of success is just showing the fuck up. Don't tolerate being late. Don't tolerate um, sleeping in if it's unjustified, if it's unwarranted, if it's undeserved. Work hard. Keep your fucking nose to the grindstone. Put some elbow grease into it, as everybody's mother fucking said. You gotta put a little elbow grease into it, Aaron. Get in there. Work hard. Scrub a dub dub. Don't expect extraordinary results if you're going to be ordinary. Excellent work. Excellent stuff. Okay, so there's that. I encourage you to listen to that podcast. Find it on YouTube, Naval, the Naval Podcast, N-A-V-A-L. Find out what the etymology is on that and listen to that. It's applicable. doesn't matter if you're in a business. You just be a person, human being. This is good stuff that I think we could all benefit from uh, turning our attention to. Amidst all the shit that's uh, permeating the airways, that's poisoning us, that's wasting our time, this is something that's good, a pearl that you can pluck from the ugliest looking oyster in the frickin' cluster, which is social media. Do it. All right, secondly, I had a patient come in on Friday, this guy's like, I love him so dearly, been with me for 16 years and before that he was with the guy and gal before me that for decades you know he's could be my father probably my father's age great guy so I put on 50s love songs just to try to set the mood just a positive oldie kind of mood for this guy so there's a there's a group that's on that's singing and they're called he's like oh this is the impressions man Oh, this is awesome. So he's an African-American man and very smart, very, uh, had a very good career 
and retired for more than a decade now. As long as I've known him, he's been retired. And he says, oh, this is the Impressions, man. This is the first album that I ever bought, was the Impressions. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I ever heard of them. They like the Temptations. He's like, oh, these guys were before the Temptations. And you ever hear of this guy? And I really, I, I really hadn't. The one guy I mentioned, I forget his name now, but very interesting, you know, very, to hear this music. And some of the stuff, like, uh, let's see. Um, people get ready. There's a train coming. Don't need no ticket. You just climb on board. All you need is faith. Right? Rod Stewart did a cover of this. Awesome friggin' song by the Impressions. The guy, we're listening to more and more music on Amazon Music, or uh, the Impressions songs, and he's like, oh, this one is a good one, Gypsy Woman, and this one is, they're all love songs, smooth, harmonizing guys standing around a microphone, as my patient described, and he goes, yeah, you never heard of these guys? He goes, I'm not surprised, and I don't know what he meant by that, but what what was on my mind is that, it was on my mind that the heroes of music came late for a lot of um, acknowledging the the various heroes of music. Like, for me, who do I know? I know the Everly Brothers from that era. I know um, Elvis, of course. I know Buddy Holly. Uh, You know, I know The Temptations. But, see, there was a lot of African-Americans in the foundations of music and a lot of these songs were derived from must have been derived from church gospels and singing in church and you know uh, I am not sure of this but slaves um, African Americans post slavery Jim Crow era um, suppressed by our society, but still passionate and trying to push on and move forward and and love and, and, and live and and I hadn't really heard of these guys. I mean I, I know a lot of you know, I know BB King, I know Robert Johnson, I know probably a lot more African American singers and songwriters and musicians. Louis Armstrong, Nat King Cole. I know all these people. I mean, I'm familiar with them. I'm thankful. But I imagine that times were tough. Like, the the individuals with talent, like a Nat King Cole or a B.B. King or whoever, they worked their way up, like, literally from fucking nothing, right? They were fortunate to find stardom. And how many... I don't know, thousands, tens of thousands of other millions, you know, of talented African-Americans or other uh, minorities, women, 
not to mention the six million Jews that were slaughtered in the Holocaust. Like, how many people never got to lay their con contribution down and receive full credit for it? You know, not to make it a negative thing, but it was it was an education listening to these impressions. They left a lasting impression on me, and I've been listening to their music since. I wanted to thank my friend for introducing them to me, me to them, them to me, whatever. I really appreciate it. And uh, their music is wonderful, and it's foundational, and it's old, and it's beautiful. And I thought about a lot of the songs that I, and, and groups that I grew up listening to that, uh, like who's a rock and roller, and you think about the 60s, 70s, there were some good singers, and before that, 50s probably, right? Some of those bands, like you think about the, um, the movie Back to the Future, where George McFly or Michael J. Fox's character goes back and save his, make sure his parents get married and all that shit, everybody's seen it. And he's, was it Marvin Gaye or Chuck Berry? He's out there, he's inspired. Mike, Michael J. Fox's little white boy character was inspired by the leg, rock and roll legend since he's, he's up there on the stage and he's, he's playing guitar and uh, the actor is supposed to be Chuck Berry. He's got his... His band there, and he sees the way Michael J. Fox is plucking the strings and jamming on the guitar. And little did he know that he was inspired by Chuck Berry himself. And so, anyway, it was a lesson in history. So I got a little lesson in history by one of my older patients, and he took me down memory lane and and shared with me the time that he bought his first album. And I thought, God, that is so friggin' awesome. That's so powerful. I'm glad that I have been made, made the, met the acquaintance of these, um, these singers, this group, and so I've been playing them ever since at the office, you'll like it, if you come in, I'll play a little bit for you, so here I am, arrived at my domicile, after a long hard day at the office, I look forward to seeing my family, Get a nice hot meal, having a beer, and tomorrow I got a couple exams, but otherwise I'm going to lay low, the proctor exams. So I hope, um, I hope this is a decent podcast. Fucking tired, man. I am tired. But I am happy, and I am fulfilled I will say this to end this podcast, that um, everybody's concerned with this pandemic. I've been listening to a lot about it. I've been listening, I've been, I'm very informed, and being a doctor, I should be, huh? But I still see some shit, man, like people that I, people who are colleagues, people who are there are two people that I, I've known for years. And over the weekend, they posted on social media shit like 
hey, you know, they can't shut us down, and, you know, there's also, it's important to stay safe, but it's also important to, you know, play sports and go to school dances and educate in person and all these things, and listen, we get that, you fucking dope. We want to do those same things. We don't want to be in our houses. We don't want to shut down our schools and our businesses, but I do know somebody whose grandmother, this moment, is is on a fucking respirator, man. Yeah, she's old, and she might have lived a full life, and she leaves behind a family, plenty of offspring, that will, you know, she's going to die of something, you might say. Well, it could very well be this. So what does that mean? If that were your grandmother, you know, would that change your mindset? That, you know, maybe if you didn't go out or get together with them over the holidays or whatever, I mean, there was a last opportunity for you to say hello to your grandmother. What if you, if you're in your most recent visit, you inadvertently pass this critter along? It could kill that person. How would you feel about that? How would grandma feel about that? You know, Some people would honestly, I think, be cool with it. Be like, alright, well I'm glad I got to see you guys one last time. But it's certainly it's good not to contract a, a new respiratory virus that could have, if it doesn't kill you, it could have consequences that will be far-reaching, you know, could disable you, could cause problems, right? I know um, two other people in my sphere that came out today and said that, um, I mean, people I haven't seen recently, (laughs) but they're people who have the coronavirus right now. And they're like, I never left the house. I've been behaving responsibly. Taking all precautions. I still got it. And so, it's scary. It's scary. Don't, I don't think anybody should be of the illusion that this is beyond, like you wonder, when is it my turn? When is it you know, is it possible that I've, I just won't catch this thing? Like my immune system is strangely resilient to this critter. Did I have it already when this virus was introduced? Um, maybe earlier. Did the virus? I've read reports that the virus arrived here, maybe closer to the holidays this time last year. This time last year, I was in Disney with the Pop Warner Super Bowl performance for my son's football squad. You know, it took second in the nation. And as I was traveling down there, I was fucking not feeling well. I had a cough. I was sneezing. uh, uh, Loogies. I was damn, damn sure going to make that, uh, see my son play in in the big game, though. You know, we didn't know. We get sick all the time. We get little colds. You freaking cough into your elbow. You blow your nose and germs are among us. There's nothing we can do about it, right? But 
Anyway. You know, I test every week. There are some people who might have never gotten a test. Or certainly don't test every week. They don't want you to test every week. I talked to somebody today. I've been negative, by the way. Um, I talked to somebody today who said that they went to some place. It's like a 15 minutes or something like that. They, it's a quick test. They paid $75 for this test. It's supposed to be free. The rapid tests. Anyway, it's scary out there. I don't want to be a fear monger. I mean, I've been, man, I've been washing my hands so many times every day. I'm fortunate that I've got a calloused hand with plenty of uh, skin, plenty of uh, epidermis to work with. Wash the hell out of my hands. I sanitize them. Clean the fucking office. It smells like a Clorox factory. So we're doing our best. I get tested every week. We scrub a dub dub. We take temps. We try to do our fucking absolute best. I just wonder what the future is going to hold for this critter. With the new year coming, everybody's hopeful, right? They're talking about shutting down our uh, our society, or Philly here. Talking about maybe we shut down. There's a rumor about that anyway. Talked to a guy today. He works at a slaughterhouse. Treating a patient there for them. He said, yeah. They were, they're talking about Wolf's talking about shutting us down again. Saying like, a, like it, was a bad, it would be a bad thing. Maybe it would. I wouldn't like that would have a negative impact on my business. I don't like my life turned upside down. Maybe you could save us some, uh, some trouble, though, if we did that. Would that be the responsible public health response appropriate? said, though, yeah, but they'll keep us open, meaning the slaughterhouse. They'll tell you. They'll tell us, no, you don't close. You stay open. You keep making food. Which they do. You know, they're essential. It's crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, what are we going to do but our best? By the way, the Naval podcast is applicable to everything that I've just talked about. The latter stuff. The COVID stuff. The um, the expansion of our uh, music tastes and acknowledgement of the people that have been stepped on in this world have been trampled and their ideas suppressed. You know, we are fortunate to be Americans and living in the, an advanced Western world where we can. We don't have to work in some fucking field or something or um, make widgets or whatever. We can create our own lives. That's a wonderful thing. We really have a lot of 
Um, the onus is on us. We have the prerogative to actually innovate and make things. Oh, look at me. I'm looking. I got three friggin' chainsaw carvings I made. I just sold one for $700 today during a pandemic. Not too shabby. So we have the prerogative. We have the time. We have the raw materials. We can we can make our lives better. And we can make other people's lives better too. Should never just be out for our, our, our own. Like to get ours and to turn a blind eye to other people that might have good ideas but they don't have the they're not in the position to put anything forth. Their ideas will never be heard, so. So encourage other people. <laughs>